0: crazy, disruptive, explicit, we say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing, real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This is the Reek Havoc Podcast.
1: There it is. This is the Reek Havoc Podcast. Hi. Hi, Jody. How's it going? I'm fabulous. You look fabulous. It's my second podcast today. Me too. I'm like a podcast triathlete or biathlete is a Me biathlon too. or something i don't even know if that is something a bipod long thing mm. niner interesting I'm sure there's a joke there i don't know this one's a pretty cool uh this is our first legit on the mic foursome and it's a sausage fest it is <laughs> oh man but good looking i'll yeah. be honest i uh, mean if i was it, gonna have a sausage fest i promise you this is how i pictured it pretty much so I'm okay with it. I'm I'm gonna roll. We got a tattoos, tip. facial hair. I'm gonna mustache. Oh man! Oh, the mustache is killer. We got a lot of facial hair in here. This is looking yeah. good. What do you think? I'm, I've been growing my. If this was a YouTube channel, they'd probably ban us. It'd be porn. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's that good. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta mark that explicit. Oh, it'd be super explicit. It. so explicit. Yeah. So we actually, the fun part about this is we kind of, uh, not even knowing necessarily that we we had talked about these guys previously. Uh, it's called destiny. It is destiny. When I talk about really cool sales shit and stuff that I really like and things that guys that do things well, I brought up the company Mountainland, mm-hmm. and I said that they basically have for years before they were even here in Boise. I, I basically kind of patterned. I used to own a business that was, uh, in this, that would have been technically competing with them. Um, and I, Always said if they ever came to Boise, I'd be screwed, right? Because mm-hmm. they just they do things right, and I patterned my sales, my business after the Mountainland in Salt Lake City. I used to go down there and visit them. I worked with them. I actually had an account with them, and we even bought stuff together because they were bigger and badder Aww. than I was, right? It's precious, we cuddled yeah. stuff like that. So they've come to town now, and these are the guys. So these are the guys. The guys. So we've got John and Tyler here from. I'm all nervous land. now. It's crazy. These Salt- guys,
0: Salt Lakeans. No, not necessarily. I don't know where you from. And where are you guys are, you guys still you're based local, on? right? Yeah, I'm born and I am. raised Okay.
1: Oh, never local. mind. No. The <coughs> all right. You're not fancy at all. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: never mind. Still good looking. Exactly. I can't change that. We got so that going for us. Yeah. yeah.
1: We, uh, anyways, really cool. I mean, these guys. We're gonna talk about basically how they take that relationship, you know, and, and build relationships in the in the business. I mean, that's really what they just completely blow up in there uh as far as what they do uh john's a gm uh tyler's a uh sales outside sales for them i mean superstar we, we that's who uh, we met is through that through doing outside sales with with uh with our companies and in construction and stuff yeah. just amazing like literally you you He's a friend now. I mean, both these guys are friends of mine now, and that's because of the fact that we did business together and we didn't build a relationship and so
0: Wait a minute. Are you saying that building relationships is
1: important in sales? I would say so. I think I might be the first (laughs) person to ever come up with that concept, but I do Hold on a second. Someone grab me a pen.
0: (laughs) I'm going to write that down. It's pretty
1: amazing. So we're going to go right into the intros here. Uh, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, first of all, and another thing I just realized I need to give him credit because he brought the first magnum what? bottle of wine. Because as ever as our listeners yeah, know, yeah. we always drink wine um and lots of it. And so what better way to do it than from a magnum? <laughs>
0: Sounds good. Say it again.
1: Magnum. Yeah. Did I so so far I've already we're we're three minutes in and I've already talked about porn and magnum. <laughs> hey, you know what? And four, it's all about building and relationships foursome, and a foursome sausage fest. Speaking of, John, go ahead and introduce yourself. Here's a segue for you. It's
3: all about first impressions, right? So here's the magnet. No, So I'm general manager here in Boise of uh, the Mountainland Design Showroom, basically covering the entire Idaho territory, which includes our, our Ketchum showroom as well. Um, prior to moving up here last fall, I was actually chief operations officer for the company, so I was managing logistics um, across the entire network. Interesting. So basically through Jackson Hole, we have two showrooms in Utah. So covering that logistically operational, trying to stabilize our processes just as the market's growing. And then the transition for me up here was basically, I mean, it's just driven by the volume here, right? The market's hot, um, just needed some more leadership in town, help you know, these guys hit the streets, get them out of the office a little bit more. So that generated the transition, but that's why I'm here. So love it.
1: Dude, so far so good, man. That's really
2: good. Tyler? Yes. Um, besides just looking pretty, (laughs) like I said, I got that going for me at least. Um, (laughs) no, my name is Tyler born and raised. Um, but, uh, yeah, no inside outside sales, mostly outside sales, like John said, um, basically just kind of getting us and finding a routine. There's a couple other salespeople in the office, but, uh, yeah, basically just kind of getting us out, um, and meeting people, you know, getting in front of them. Um, and I've Never been in this industry prior to this and uh, got into it from a, a co-worker and friend and uh, going in three years, and I couldn't be happier. How so did, it's how been did great. You,
1: so you said you got in through a friend, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. brought you into it. How did you get connected up with Mountland? Like, how's the, the connection coming there?
3: Sure. I was actually working for Whirlpool Corporation prior to Mountland, So I was wow. actually their rep. I started off their rep in probably late 2015, um, calling on their accounts, or their share rooms, and then several other accounts throughout southern Idaho, all of Utah, grew into a larger role, was covering the regional territory for Whirlpool, kind of missed that in, you know, personal touch with Mountland. And then as they were growing, you know, just leveraged my background. So all of my background prior to Whirlpool was operations through Amazon, through the military, Um, being able to bring that skill set in to help, you know, Mountland stabilize their, you know, just their foundation and grow was huge.
1: So... Hmm. That's did, really one good. thing I think we skipped over, tell, do a little... uh a little backstory. What, what does Mountland do? Because, I mean, uh, we know a Mountain oh, you, sure. you tell that's us You question. tell us because you talk about coming from Whirlpool, which is awesome because that's... I mean, like, a lot of these things are all tying into some of the previous episodes of this. If anyone's listening to, you know, uh, military operations, mm-hmm. Buzzy's episode. I was just thinking that. Uh, we'll call back know, to Buzzy. Whirlpool, big, get big corporations going back to, to uh, the unnamed... Uh, technology company that Mr. Stoffer works for. Unnamed. Uh, the edited uh, version. <laughs> that need not be named. Anyway. Uh, but how did, how did uh, t- tell us what they do, first of mm-hmm. all. Sure. Kevin, so we specialize in appliances,
3: hardware, and plumbing. So specifically towards the contract business, whether it's new construction or remodel, that's our focus. And we, you know, kind of what jumpstarted this whole podcast, right, is relationships. And that piece of the, that sales industry is huge for relationships. And that's where we we drive and we excel, um, mm-hmm. we don't do a lot of retail. You won't see us advertising, billboards, yep. magazines. Um that's just not who we are. We want to build relationships. You guys
1: are like person. Lowe's.
2: Um <laughs> say that name again and I'm out of here. No, uh, I'm just The other <laughs> name that, that need to yeah. be named.
1: That was the first little ball punch I <laughs> Little ball swap. Wow, that was yeah, you, you didn't I way No, yeah. you didn't seven minutes in. Ball How... swap.
0: Yeah. He's kinda like that. Anyway. I
2: um, will say though, with Mountainland and adding to what John's saying is and what I love about the company is just basically being yourself, allowing to be yourself, and and just basically growing with a company and knowing that the company actually is, you know, behind you and supporting you, you know, no matter what. Well, you you've got to have, and we talk about this in sales <clears throat>
1: all the time, you've got to have good people to push a good product, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can have <laughs> shit product pushed by shit people. That's fine. Uh, previously named people do that all the time. There's, there's companies you can go to and buy shit appliances from, you know, a sales guy that worked at Walmart two weeks ago. So if you want to do that, that's fine. But there's other places like mountain land, which is why we do business in mountain land is because it's top end product, right? It's high end product Mm -hmm. sold by high end salespeople. Right. And that's what you've got to do to get that's That's what makes you guys different among other things. But that's Mm -hmm. part of what makes you two different is the fact that you guys actually legitimately have the skills to do and push those higher end products. And that's where we, I mean, Jody coming from the marketing side, it's, Hard to push a shitty product. <laughs> it's, a,
2: it's hard. You can try. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> right now. Yeah. You know what? And you racing a shitty car. In these uncertain go times, anymore.
0: though, if you add some sad piano music, that's all yeah. you need. Good point. Together, we'll we'll make it through. Yeah, but if you do have a <laughs> shitty product, call, call <laughs> was, Jody. He will market scary. it for you. <laughs> uh, we're, we're constantly fighting that, but that I mean, you know, finding the your unique selling proposition. You guys don't have to search hard for that because you guys have great products. But correct. Uh, so when you very first came in, I'm a big nerd on culture, your first week on the job, or even looking from the outside in, what were some of those things, some of those nuggets that you're like, dang, I love how they do that. What, or what is the energy? What, what were the things that you were like, boop, 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 radar going
2: off? Um, uh, like I said, I think basically just being able to be myself. Um, when I went in for basically for training, I went to Salt Lake, um, and pretty much just shadowed a bunch of the, um, like a handful of different salespeople there that have been there for, you know, five, uh, well, at that time it was about five years. So, you know, going into 10, you know, um, uh, the owner's brother, Joe Devonport, shadowing him, just seeing like, and hearing their stories of, they started at front desk, they started in delivery, like the, the originals, mm-hmm. Dan Devonport, Joe Devonport, and Steve Stockfish, all basically started there. Dan, the owner, was delivery guy right from the get-go. I mean, you know, so just hearing those stories and seeing the stories, and it's like
0: it's ground-up stuff, man. Shout yes. out to Dan because
2: we're gonna right? make him listen to this. Yeah, Dan, Dan is a stud. <laughs> Dan, I, know I don't know you. Know. To this.
0: We,
1: Pretty sure you're a handsome. Dan, yeah, Dan can. Dan, Dan is Dan is
2: a is. <laughs> i to work for uh, Dan. He, I don't even pay me. <laughs> He's a he's a good dude. I would just work for him. He like, is he is a genius when it comes to people and just being able to connect to people. Like you can attest to great. that. When we went it's on the great. Denver trip, I mean, holy crap. I mean And remember you. <laughs> the next time you see him, he's like, Hey Trevor, I was gone. He will
1: remember your name. Yeah, he will. But that's
0: key. But if you think it about is. if you pick apart good sales, good marketing. I'll, I'll throw in advertising into the marketing. It's all about people. It's all about under, I yeah. mean, there's been some studies that have come out talking about how everybody's more empathetic now and that companies appreciate more empathy within companies in terms of their advertising. Mm-hmm. But the reality is good salespeople are empathetic. And I don't mean <laughs> that in like, Oh yeah, I understand. They get who their customer is for sure. And what are those things that are those, those points that are like, yeah, I know you're going to love this. Come here, I know you're going to love this. Come here. Yes, right?
2: we, we basically get that because we're getting to know them. Right. So it's actually legit. It's yeah. a legit, empathetic, you know, um connection with them. Um whether they're a walk in and they're looking for, you know, a full kitchen package, they heard about us because they're doing research online, mm-hmm. or they're actually looking, you know, basically came in from a builder we're working with, you know, you know, from you like, you know, Heather. Uh, innovative custom homes you know sending in a client you know i work with heather you know Shout she out. told me to come see you you know
1: hashtag
0: ad
2: <laughs> hashtag girl boss uh yeah. she's in the studio
1: audience tonight like like usual she's running making the bar. sure that things she's, are going right <laughs> uh-huh. and even better uh, we have miss hoppy rose on the in the in the uh, crowd tonight yeah. too yeah so she's here she's going to be a future podcast. Uh, guest for us she gets her own podcast she doesn't have to come on with friends or anything she gets her own legit straight up podcast because she's a hustler (laughs) kind of a big deal that is true they are uh, (laughs) they're running the wine for us tonight so they are in the in the crowd look out
2: Boise yeah um but yes it basically to to finish that one the basically the things that popped out to me that kind of just like honed in was being able to be myself but also to um just meeting new people getting out just kind of um really having you know, fun, pretty much, like, oh, you know, basically can take these guys out to, right. you know, lunch, and um, you guys talked about it earlier, our events are off the chain, and that is, is no a, bullshit. Yeah. That is no bullshit. Totally they are legit. amazing. Um, our Christmas party, which Always is our anniversary been. party, hands down, probably the funnest. Um, most well-attended. I've yes. been in the
1: building industry my entire life. They are the most well-attended, quote-unquote, contractor events you will ever go to in your i mean like yeah. it is a you clear your schedule they <laughs> usually have some sort of theme or costume or dress up oh mostly. everyone dresses i up. love to dress yep. up yep D- yeah different kind of dress up oh yeah you no, no, no. no. On it the is weekends yeah okay. yes yeah, yeah. yeah. different i still love to dress right right <laughs> <laughs> and uh
2: yeah it's insane it man. is like, it really uh, is so please tell me why you wouldn't want to work for that company seriously yeah. like yeah. that's just well, well, I, get to do like, oh, I don't know if i like this like, i get to get paid and do this right that's what i mean like um we went to i was a hanging out with these guys. concert <laughs> i went to a metallica concert last year and i took a couple builders i took my good friend charlie you know um, and I went to a Metallica concert That was work Yeah, That right. was bloody work I'm like um, Sign me up please
1: So you're like I've been partying with these guys For like two weeks And the weirdest thing They sent me a paycheck
2: <laughs> It was like two week partying Followed by a really paycheck good. It
1: was really strange Where do I really sign good? up? <laughs> I love Metallica
2: Yes And if you're really good You can make a bonus Hey, look at that. You know, win-win, right? Yeah. Right, John? I think this is fun. Like, so John,
1: this gets back to this we're sitting here literally talking about like, woo, party, wow, you you have an operations background. You have a military background. We had a previous guest who was a military operations guy, right? And he talks about some of the craziness that he pull, pulls his hair out about in the in this, you know, basically with the Uh, what's he what's the uh, civilian life, right? Working Mm -hmm. a civilian job because he feels like there's just, there's too much chaos, you know, like there's no organization. How do you, how does this work for you? Like, I mean, I know this party. Like, that's how I met you was through these parties, right? Like, how do you function as a guy that's got to be pretty fucking organized like i mean i'm guessing you're a pretty organized guy probably put it lightly okay (laughs) so i tell me self-admitted now we hear like oh party party this is all fun how do you rein that shit in in a company and make it efficient too and that the operation side works and you are able to manage your people that are you know getting paid to party they're not really, but they're, they're, they do a good job, they do a lot of really, really good work. There's so an asterisk there. They, they <laughs> want, yeah, if Dan's still listening and hasn't quit listening, yet, I don't want him to. Dan's think writing that. himself notes, like, okay, <laughs> that's gonna change. Tyler parties all the time, No, mm-hmm. okay. he okay. would so. expect nothing less. I was manager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, how does that play into a guy that has more of an organ? Does he, you know, like, how do you do that for sure? I think it feeds right into it. You
3: I, I see where you're coming from with that question, but the chaos of the party is the end result, mm-hmm. and that's really what it's all
1: about. Yep. So the the it takes process a lot is, of organization to be that chaotic. It does. It, <laughs> I mean, you, but, yeah. but
3: legitimately, so I spent today probably three hours with my marketing, you know, gal today. So we're talking about brands and different parties and events that we have coming up, whether it's a simple barbecue, leading all the way through our holiday party in November. We're planning that now because it's massive. Yeah, um, but so there is a lot of organization structure leading up to it. And that's what makes those successful, right? The, those don't just happen. I that mean, makes sense. This might just happen where, yeah, we meet up at Jaker's, have some drinks, and it's just going to continue for the right. night. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little more ad lib. Right. But, you know, truly the work process. Is just that it's it, a process.
1: It has to, and I know, I know, I'm pretty sure I've told both of you guys this story, and this is what we talked about on the previous podcast. I don't remember how long ago it was, so maybe been last year, but so i will touch back on it. But you talk about the organization it takes to do it. We, so when I was opening up my showroom here, I was the first hardware, finished hardware showroom in the state of Idaho. Locks Off Finished Hardware it was the first hardware showroom up here. Um, to your point, guy that I was dealing with was Keen, who still works for the company in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. You know. Because it's good company, he's still here, he's still there. That was a guy that you know I dealt with 10, 15 years ago or whatever it was. <laughs> but anyways, those guys, at that time, they, they threw the big famous one that made all the news and hubbub was they threw a, like an Oscar-type party. And I don't remember what the season or if it was a holiday party or what it was, but it basically made waves from Salt Lake City, Utah to Boise because it was done so well. And I can't imagine the organization it took because what they did is they actually got all the – From what I understand, the employees uh, and employees' families or whatever to line up out front like paparazzi with flash cameras. (laughs) And whenever people would pull up to the front to get out to come into the party... They would cue them. They'd have somebody, the sales guys, whatever, would know who the people were. They would cue everybody to the person's name. And then when they get out, they'd start yelling, Heather, over here, Heather, what do you wear? Hey, what are you wearing? You know, and like legit paparazzi people, right? And everyone was talking about it to the point that the next party that Mountland threw, there was people selling their invite, because at that point there were so many people coming. That it was Good an salesperson type deal, right? It was an <laughs> invite. You couldn't just show up. You had to have an invite from your sales guy. Sure. Well, if 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 you couldn't make it, you could sell your invite to another contractor that didn't get invited by Mountain Land or didn't, you know, that's legit. When you're, right. when we're in an Created industry a, a where demand. we're literally trying to yeah. drag people from, you know, our marketing department's trying to find how do we get twenty people to show up. How do we get? 50 people to show up to this event and Mountland's like how do we not get 250 people to show up you know like <laughs> right. that's legit right. and i mean and talking with you guys that's been something that came up um you know we talk about it with the builder contractor association and it's amazing and this is 100 true we were in a state meeting at the, you know with all the bcas for the whole state of idaho we're in a meeting as the associates meeting And people started talking about how to get people to an event, blah, blah, blah. What events do you do? Mm -hmm. And someone says, you know, I don't know who does the mountain land events, but you guys need to call them and figure out how how (laughs) they do their events because I've never seen a builder contractor associate or a builder contractor business that can get people to show up and get in the door. And so, again, it goes back to the organization, right? That takes time. You got to be able to do that shit. It's not like... People just show up and, it and takes, you, it you takes order money. Some pizzas. It's an investment. <laughs> All right, bro. This is awesome. You guys have chefs working. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's great because yeah. you guys sell these high end appliances and stuff. And it's, you know, and glad you do because I have a kitchen full of them now. <laughs> that's what a that's what a free trip. You're welcome, We're glad Trevor. you do too. Yeah. That's, that's what a free trip gets you. You get a free trip and then you spend thirty thousand dollars on appliances. Right. That's what happens. But, you know? it's, but it is the, that it's the it it's to awesome. spend a lot to it is make amazing, a lot. And I love it. And I wouldn't have you guys in here if I didn't. It was it's not a trap. I'm not. If you're not selling that high end stuff
0: though, it's hard to fund the big parties. Correct. It's figuring out what that niche is that that you want to dominate. Right. And for you guys, it's the higher end stuff. And people appreciate that stuff. They'll pay for the quality of it. They get it. You don't yeah. have to. You're not necessarily selling them as much as you're guiding them to the right thing that fits what they want. Yeah. Right?
1: Every every sales guy probably deals. I mean, every one of us deals with some asshole that wants to talk about price. Right? I got to believe, though, you don't deal with it as much as probably some people do. Just because you guys are so, I mean... I just don't think so. No. I don't know. We don't buy a we don't buy our appliance. Uh, here's the deal. Like you're our sales guy, right? Right. We would literally Heather would call you. If she found a deal on something, she is not going to literally go purchase it from XYZ and then you're gonna be like, Hey, did you get that? What 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 are you doing on your house out at, Oh right. yeah, I already bought that at so and so never would happen, right? right? Like she would literally call you and say, Hey, uh, by the way, XYZ just offered me this deal on this stuff, and mm-hmm. what do you think? Mm-hmm. And I know you as a good salesperson, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, that's a really good deal." But I can also kick you down, ding, 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 right? And and that is the key to a good salesperson that's running a good company. When when people feel a relation, you know, the relationship between yeah. you and your salespeople and your 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 salesperson or your customer comes down to a fact that you literally are not just walking away from. <laughs> You know, you you don't just abandon them. You feel no. an obligation to be like, "Hey, I might cheat on you." Uh, <laughs> I'm can we tentative. talk about this? We uh, need to talk, you know? This is going to get yeah. awkward. But you have a relationship <laughs> that you basically feel like that, and I. Yeah. So I gotta believe you guys don't deal with the. I mean,
2: a lot. I of would. Price I would say price, if I rate. wanted to throw a statistic at it, I'd probably say what maybe one or two out of ten. If, you know, I mean, you get people that come in and they're shopping and stuff like that, you know, obviously they're going to do their research, right? I've been told, you know, I work with a couple designers and they literally reach out to me and they're like, Hey, Ty, just giving you a heads up. They're kind of looking, you this and that and blah, 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 you know? Okay, cool. You know, not a problem. Have them give me a call, you know, have them reach out to me or I'll reach out to them, you know, and just basically fill them in on whatever they're looking at, whether it's the same product or a different product or where they're looking at. And basically kind of give them a backstory, you know, of, well, actually this, this and this, you know, X, Y and Z, you don't want to do that because of X, Y and Z, you know. But again, if they want to do that, you know, by all means, I'm not going to force them and say
0: there's no hard sell.
2: Right. right." Exactly. You know. And means. you educate mm-hmm. them. I mean, that's the other thing that makes you good. Exactly. exactly. You them. hit them right on the head. Education this. is huge, you know, huge. on your
1: product and the other person's yeah. product. That's yes. the other big thing, right? I mean, like you, you, I mean, I imagine as a GM, you're, you want your, your salespeople to know as much or more about the competition as they know about you guys. Right. For yeah. sure. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like I, I pushed out with my guys all the time. And I mean, and there's been situations where people call and they're like, oh, I'm looking at this customer, this type of block you know for the icf stuff i'm like ah oh, why are you looking at that well we're shipping it over to hawaii or we're doing this i'm like oh that makes sense that block actually probably would work for you because it folds down ours doesn't and i could see why that works for you, you know yeah. like that education of that i've still landed some jobs like that even when i told them to go to somebody else right. but i mean i always tell my my distributors is hey make sure you're educated on what the other guy's selling make sure you know what you're selling against because yeah. you sound like an idiot if you're just sitting there <laughs> going well mine's better and they're like well what's better about it? it's because it's cooler than theirs is dumb right There's got poopy pants and I, like <laughs> you don't have any good argument you got it. you yeah. got to be able to educate yeah. them about that for sure i, yeah, I, would, the old poopy I would say pants argument <laughs> i would say that's absolutely our strong point and yep. through this whole
3: you know coronavirus quarantine era that's, that's what we focused on we've done a lot i mean way too much zoom meetings and trainings and just focusing on product and things that we didn't necessarily have time on before right but i think that a key piece to what you just said is we sell every brand. Mm-hmm. So I can sell yeah. you any brand of appliance there is. Yep. So we have to know it all, right? I'm not mm-hmm. trying to pull you into our brands. We have, I really don't even call them push brands, but we have strong brands that we can leverage that we know we have better support that I want to encourage to sell because I know it's going to take care of you when you do have the issue. Right. Yep. Right. But the key is us knowing all of our brands so we can speak intelligently to fit that customer to exactly what they want. Yep. And that's yep. the key. That That's probably the <clears throat> biggest difference you'll see versus any other showroom you know, in all of Idaho or most of the West Coast, is being able to fit that customer to exactly what they want because most showrooms can't offer it all. You guys aren't mm-hmm.
0: salespeople, you're advisors.
3: <laughs> Wait a second. No,
0: This isn't a sales I'm podcast. Appliance,
2: I'm not a financial advisor, I'm an appliance advisor. advisor. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's great. That's a good one. We need to bring that to Dan, mm-hmm. John. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> We're advisors. Courtesy now. of the Reekavik podcast. Listen Our every check Wednesday. Is in the mail. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hashtag ad.
1: <laughs> mailbox money it's coming in i got i you know and that that's interesting and probably a big you know superpower for you is having that rep background you know as a rep and owning an independent rep agency we know you know like the rep thing is kind of a, a good advantage to have when you're talking to these people going look i know what the other reps are doing too because i'm a rep right i mm-hmm. did that <laughs> now you've got reps coming to you and again we go back to the relationships and importance yep. of relationship yep. it's important the relationship you have with your reps too like i mean you you, i know some of your reps because i've been to these parties and i end up being friends with some of your reps right Right. i own some of their product because i like these guys right exactly but they're knowledgeable (laughs) and they literally come in (laughs) they literally will come in i mean you you when you have that relationship you know they've got you've got their back right yes if it's a bad rep so this is speaking to any of you reps that are listening if you have a bad (laughs) rep and you have a choice to sell a product it, say you've got five products, five different reps, and you know that there's one rep that just friggin' is there. He answers his phone all the time. He, he, he I calls will sell the back. shit out of his products Ooh. night and day. Because you don't want care. the fucking problems. You don't right. want no. to deal with the guy. Exactly. You're like, God, oh, that guy never calls anyone Exactly. Back, right? Yep. That's a relate another relationship within the relationship. That's what right?
2: makes, and that's basically all what ties in to as far as why Mountland is successful, and that's why I love working for the company is because we actually just talked about this as far as the relationship between the rep and how important the rep is. We talked about this last uh, last Friday, is why important uh, the importance of a rep um, is because the support of it behind the scenes. When you buy that product, the product you have in your kitchen right now, you bought that product because you know you're gonna have peace of mind that as far as if anything happened, one, you know that I'm gonna take care of you and that you know that that rep's gonna also have your back as well.
1: Yeah. And it's already has. I've uh, literally we've actually talked to him about pro about the product. I mean, not we didn't have any problems. We were just like, hey, this is really cool. How do you do this? And they're like, oh shit, I didn't even know I did that. You know, like, I mean, there's like magic. Cool shit. We, we you know oh which t- brings me back to another thing. Here's another left turn. Uh we do that. We every do a once lot of left well. turns until we get back in the circle. Um It takes three. I was gonna go to another joke and then I I self edited. <laughs> you, you got lost. I, <laughs> nope. I self edited. <laughs> uh, that was a good you one. You self-edited? I self-edited that one. Oh, oh, wow. was gonna, it was going to get dirty. Anyways. Um, hold on a second. Hold on. Would I, you
0: please play the sound effect of our clapping?
1: Uh, oh, we're doing... Do you want to yeah. do claps? Well, you self-edited, or and
0: okay. I think that's worthy. Worthy of applause.
1: Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First self-edit. The crowd. Ever. The crowd is happy. Might even be my last one. I don't know. but eh, uh, We're optimistic. So... <laughs> Talking about, like, another thing you guys do that just puts you, I, I swear to God, if Dan hears this, he's going to think we're just kissing his ass. <laughs> this is just sounding too good. Do you we're want gonna, me to play? I'll play double? advocate. We are going to have to find something bad about these guys at yeah, some point because this is sounding like total bullshit. I'll play,
0: play double advocate. Guys,
1: so, like, when we were talking with your rep was because you guys hosted on Valentine's Day a cooking class. or Well, we kind of thought it was a cooking class. We came in going to cook, but you guys basically just made us lunch. Like you made us Valentine's lunch. We did. There was several other couples there. Mm -hmm. You guys did a Valentine's day luncheon where you educated people on, you cooked us an actual full, like four course Mm -hmm. lunch Mm -hmm. in your product, in your showroom. Brilliant. Because half of the room, and this is what was so fucking smart about it. Half of the room were already owners and half of the room were people you were working on. So what happened? I'm sitting across the table from people that are looking at buying a steam oven. And they're talking and we're asking questions about our steam oven. Well, guess what the husband does? He comes around the table and he goes, hey, my wife's trying to get a steam oven. Fucking expensive. What do, we, do we need a steam <laughs> oven? And I'm like, dude, bro, I would have totally told you like three weeks ago. I would have told you to fucking pound sand. Like, no, you don't need a steam oven. I said, not only do you need a steam oven but you should probably get that fucking vacuum sealer too because it's pretty kick-ass. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not buying a fucking vacuum sealer. I'm like, no, nah, I'm telling you, buy the vacuum sealer. Like, I'm literally, you guys set up this whole thing, and meanwhile you're just sitting back there like, mm-hmm, I'm going to let these guys sell my shit. It was genius. I mean, it was really, really good. And, I mean, it was one of those things where I just was like, this is so brilliant, and it's so in line with what Mountainland does. Like, it yeah. just basically sees the value in, one, face-to-face, Stuff you guys do through your party. I mean, you can't, you guys do a good job on social media, don't get me wrong, but you can't social media the shit you guys do in face to face parties and events and things you do for your clients, right? You can't do that. You can't get a sales guy that can sell another customer as good as a customer can sell another customer. Hands down. The best thing you could ever do is basically say, you know what? I'm a sales guy. You guys. You know I'm going to sell you shit because that's what I do. <laughs> but I'd like you to contact my customer and uh, call Bill Jones over here. He actually has owned one of these for the last two years, and he he's a guy you could call, and he'll he'll shoot you straight. He's kind of an old-timer, and he'll shoot you. That is the best sales pitch. I do it all the time. It's one of those where I find people that live in one of our homes, and I always ask them, cool, can, is it is okay if I get your number, and I, can I have people call you? Mm-hmm. Because the first thing I want to do is I want I'm like, dude, I know what you think. You think I'm going to sell you shit, right? That's right. Because I make money selling shit. But here's what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna give you to somebody that doesn't make a dime off of this and I'm gonna let it do it. And that's what you guys did in that. It was it was amazing. That's and the, the food power. was awesome. They had a chef in there, it was fancy as fuck. That's the
0: power of the endorsement. The the authentic, and I go back to this, I pound on the authentic bell. Because authenticity, it'll figure itself out, man. If you're full of shit, it will figure you out. And the the,
1: shit stinks and people will smell it. But the
0: buffer of that in the last 10 years, you could get away with being kind of a little bit of a shyster on stuff because the, the, the delay that it took for people to figure out you're full of crap was a bigger delay. Now it's instantaneous. You can, on your phone, within 30 seconds, Google something and... You know. Blow somebody up. Yeah, you, you know. Get,
1: somebody can blow you up but in the, 30 seconds.
0: But the power of what I would call the true endorsement. So my background, I, I worked in radio for over 20 years, and we would do endorsement campaigns. Sometimes it would be a disc jockey that would do it, and I didn't like those because, yeah, of course I'm going to say all the things that you want me to say because you give me the piece of paper to say all that stuff. The best stories... And I, it was always funny because I would have my account executive be like, we're going to bring this guy in and he's going to talk. And we told him it'd take about 30 minutes. And I'm like, no, don't tell him it'll take 30 minutes. Tell him it'll take like more than that. Because it takes 30 minutes to get through what you think I want you to say. I don't want you to say anything. I want you to tell, my, tell, tell me your story, yeah. which is exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. And the beauty of it is when you get through all the stuff that you think, oh, I'm supposed to say this. And I would it was funny. Every single time I'd be like, Well tell me like tell me like the aha moment and they're like and it was funny that the whole conversation shifted out of this formality to this informal, legit conversation mm-hmm. where they were like, actually, you know what? And then that's that's when you got the good stuff and, and I would then be you able start to start recording. Yeah. And then that's when you get all those little nuggets where they tell their story of what they love about the mm-hmm. product or the experience or, right. or whatever it happens to be.
2: Right. And we and I mean that just happens all in itself. Like we, I mean, we basically set it up for you guys to learn literally legit, learn about the product that you're wanting to buy because one, it is expensive, but two, it's so beneficial to you in what you're needing, you know, and really kind of wanting. And it's like, well, you know, like Trevor said, like, should I buy that oven? Should I buy that steam oven? Yes, you should. But basically it's in a conversation because you're there for one, you're having a great experience, you're actually tasting the food and experiencing the food of what you're basically looking about to buy. Um, And then two, you're basically meeting other people, having a good time. And then yes, you're really no bullshit just coming down to it and saying, and meeting these people, like either one who already have it, already bought it, um, and just coming in there to learn about it or to... Again, learning about it because they're looking at mm-hmm. buying it and quoting it. Yeah. So it's just it's just all in a full circle. Just happens, and we we as Mountainlands and as salespeople and as John, um, just bring that together, and that's what I think just kind of like makes us successful and just kind of makes us up to next level above the other competition.
1: Well, and I think it's like uh, when Stoffer was on here, the the God Stoffer when he mm-hmm. was on here, and he's he's, you know general manager of North America for a bunch of sales guys. And um, the one thing he brought up that you mentioned, you know, talk about the importance of reps and things because that was kind of a rep-driven, you know, event that we were at when you have a good rep. The nice thing is as a GM or as a sales manager of a group of people, you don't have to have – when you have good reps, your guys don't have to be experts. They don't – you know what? I You shouldn't be. I can like, train you. Like – you know, yeah. I want you to know a lot about these products. I want you to be able to sell them, but you need to know that you've got that backup behind you with an expert, right? Mm-hmm, sure. I don't need you to be an expert. I'm not paying you to understand one brand as hard as you can. I don't need that. That's a waste of your money. So you have to make sure that these guys understand. Like, hey, learn enough, yeah. but don't worry. We got the big guns behind you. That if we need to, we call in the big guns. That know yeah. because that's what a rep shop. I mean, when right. you're a Whirlpool you didn't you didn't know about all the other breads you didn't need to necessarily i mean you knew enough to sell against them but as a sales guy you were there so when when that salesperson calls you and is like dude i am out of answers this guy fucking asked me every single thing i can i, I don't know can you call him you have to be able to come in and be like, Yeah, hold on. I bring a whole nother can of whoop ass to this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where I think Mountland does a good job with those reps because those yeah. reps are so good that, like, literally, you're like, dude, you do your you do you, which is like an awesome. And like, you're Mr., like, you're always smiling, you're always on, you're Mr., you know, you're go, 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 and you're always going to return a call. We know for a fact we could text you, call you seven days a week, 24 hours a day, you're going to get back to us. We know that because that's your that's what you do. You don't need to waste any time not calling me because you're studying on one brand. Right. A product. Because you don't need to. Hold on, one you second. just need to be a relationship. You can call him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, we'll do it sometime. And he's
0: and he's this handsome. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking what, vampire. He's a vampire. I'll tell you what. That's we'll do. what you're telling me. You're buying stuff from a vampire.
1: Well, what we'll do is you and I will get real drunk one time, like three in the morning, we'll text him. Just random just, appliance just questions. One time? Just,
2: <laughs> just
1: ra- random random appliance questions at three in the morning. So, if we were going to steam a duck, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty. It, we'll we'll uh, try it sometime. It'll be your good time. rap is a vampire. <laughs> I'm good with it. I'm
0: All right. Good. Hey, you know what? I'm not Ever against Twilight? vampires. Twilight Let me be clear.
1: Awesome.
0: I don't discriminate. Not against vampires. <laughs> They've been around a long time.
1: Yeah, don't fuck with them.
0: No. I've seen the movies. I know how it works. Do you shimmer in the sun?
1: <laughs> I think we. I that's been something we've talked about in in a lot of different episodes. Just having the ability to know and understand that you know we're today's world. I mean, there's always going to be guys out there. There's going to be the WalMarts of the world that just sell on price, right? They're going to just sell on it, and that's not you know that's what they do. But you know. We when you have that relationship, you have that that extra thing that you do. You you sell good products, which is another thing we talked about. Easier to educate people when you sell good products. <laughs> yeah. So it goes back to the core of what you guys sell—different stuff. You know, what I mean, it's like yeah, you sell all products. There's some shit you don't sell. Like there's Correct. some dog shit you don't well, sell. Well, we sell all
2: me. products, but there's there's products that we will educate. Right. Uh, is a good word for it. Yeah. So, so we'll like educate, that. and you know. I mean, it's you know, okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll it's, it's okay. And, like, and,
1: not everybody's for everybody. I mean, <laughs> like, there's. <laughs> right. Well, right. but you,
0: you let them. We talk in marketing, we talk about concept closure. It, it's okay. a huge deal, right? The power that I can set you up with all the information you need to get to, you cross the little bridge to get to the conclusion. Right. If I hold your hand across that bridge, yep. it, it doesn't have as much power, right? So. If I can lead you to this, you concept, close it. Mm-hmm. It's 10 times more powerful. 100%. So I can educate you on A, B, and C.
2: Yeah. You're going
0: you're gonna to come to the conclusion. Yeah. If it's a price point thing, yeah, you know what? This is going to be your best value. Yeah. If if you want the best overall product, mm-hmm. this is a no-brainer.
2: And basically educate them on as far as like the price difference. And oh, Right. Well, actually, it's not really that much. Okay. I'll do that. I can countless times. Right. Countless times. Okay. And people
1: hear that and they think. I mean, trust me. And we've all heard that shit. And you think, ah, it's a fucking sales line. Like that doesn't work. (laughs) It legit works. Like it's it's like that's what you're doing. Like here, let me explain to you why this one's not. Mm -hmm. Let me explain to you why this one's cheap. Yeah. Right. And and cheap. I mean, we go into this. This is a trigger word for me because I hate housing. Like we go into the the motto of uh, this year was supposed to be affordable housing for all. (laughs) Sorry. Guess what? Some douchebags shouldn't have a house. Wow. Yeah.
0: This Next thing not, you'll say is there's two legged deer a, that need to be weeded if out. If you can't
1: balance your checkbook or you can't put together a down payment, How do you or do you have to be can't, so like, judgmental? Like, you don't have to have a house. This shouldn't be like. Isn't so, that a basic right? I'm just saying, just because you're here and you breathe, you don't get a house. Like You don't understand. But for some reason, we got to make affordable housing for all. How about we do quality houses for some people? (laughs) That doesn't sound as good. Quality housing for some. That doesn't have a good ring to it. I don't want to be that guy, right? Like, I mean, we don't want to be Walmart. I don't want to be, you know, as I highly doubt we'll ever get sued by Walmart for all the dog shit stuff I say about them. But you never know. You never know. I mean, I put a shitty tweet out about Costco this week or a uh, Instagram and they retweeted it on there. Um, I thought of they you. Sh- they
0: reposted it yesterday. I thought of you. I walked into Costco
1: with your face mask on. Negative Ghost Rider. Nope, you didn't. I walked yeah. in with no
0: face mask and I was like one of two people in the whole Costco. No one stopped you. No one said anything. I was like, oh, yeah. you're gonna have to have this now. So I was walking around, and then I was like feeling a little subconscious, and probably when I coughed did you a put home. one on? No, no, I didn't. I just coughed over some Should I feel
1: bad that I told my 16-year-old that if he gets pulled over right now, he'd just start hacking and coughing until the cop doesn't come up to his window?
0: Um, Speaking of, I got pulled over recently, and they'll come up to your window, and they'll just ask to see your license. Mm -hmm. They'll stand six feet away. Yeah, Which I'm like, how good is your vision? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you see that? Hmm. (laughs) No.
2: Did you seriously do that? Yeah. Oh my God, that's No, awesome. dude, I did not. Not to the officer. I'm so doing that next uh, time. Dude, know, <laughs> you know what's funny,
1: though? What he did do is he, he got this new Ford truck with did the, say with the uh, did turbo eco boost deal in it. Yeah. And the cop's like, Do you know how fast you're going? He's like, Have you ever driven one? You've driven one, one really?" <laughs> Actually, They're really, I, really smooth. Like, you I actually really could fly not know. these things.
2: Officer, do you know what I have under the hood on this thing? <laughs> yeah, <one>?
1: like, <laughs> like these EcoBoosts really fly. I don't Officer, know if you know that.
0: Have you heard that marketing line? Have you driven a Ford lately? Yeah, uh, that is some good shit. He didn't think I was as funny as I thought I was. Right. Yeah. Probably not. But uh, well, he did say, and I don't think he was being funny, but he was like, uh, Is there anywhere, or <laughs> were you, <laughs> why were you in such a hurry that you would pass a clearly marked? state trooper car on the interstate in a hurry to get somewhere and I'm like, ooh, just buying some patio furniture off a of Facebook marketplace. So no.
1: I'll be honest. I am so drunk I didn't even see you. That's what I would have said. Oh, great. <laughs> Although my 15-year-old daughter was sitting next to me.
0: The irony is that I was I was like having a really good conversation with her about some deep philosophical life Topic. That's heavy. And I was passionate. I was getting after it. You need to understand a few things about life. And as I glance over, I'm like, oh, that's a state trooper.
1: Ah oh, shit. I glance back Too to her later. and I'm like, I what didn't... you
0: don't want. And I let off the throttle. And I was like, what you don't want to do. And he was his car was gone. And I'm like, where'd he
2: go? <laughs> oh, I... there, he like, there he is. Found him. Yeah, he Found was behind him. me. Well, look at that. Lights. <laughs> I, I wonder if he's with me. this
1: guy with the flashy lights on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Life lesson. That's hilarious. I learned in bad. real time. I did the same. I, I I know this has nothing to do with the topic, but I did the exact same thing. I got pulled over one time. Drove past a guy in Oregon, which is a million dollars if you get a ticket in yep. Oregon. Yeah, might as well. I went by a, a guy mortgage. with my truck, with a trailer on. Literally flew through a construction zone. Mm. The guy pulls me over, laughing. <laughs> it's like seven in the morning. He's laughing. He goes, "I'll be honest. Wrong with, you. with you." He goes, "I have never seen." somebody this stupid in my life like, literally <laughs> he goes this is i mean I, this is verbatim my brother my brother can attest he was sitting in the pasture. he goes i have never seen anything like this in all my years he says i am off at seven o'clock so he said full disclosure I park right out where everyone can fucking see me because I don't want to do any paperwork. I want to go home. (laughs) I've been on shift for 12 hours. I want to go home. So I literally moved my car into plain sight so dumbasses like you don't speed by me. You literally came flying by me, obviously telling a story with your hands waving in the air, (laughs) with a 30-foot trailer on that has no taillights and an expired license tag. (laughs) He's like, how dumb are you? You don't deserve to buy a house. And apparently. And I said, I'm pretty dumb. Mediocre cardboard for the idiots. I said, I said, That's yeah, your I'm, tagline. I'm like, see this face? This is how my face looks like. Said, <laughs> I'm really not dumb. And he just starts laughing, and he goes, where are you going? I go, I'm going in the Baker. Uh, we're going to pick up some equipment. I said, guy up here, he goes, Who's, who are you seeing in Baker? And I said, Rod Wickham. He goes, tell Rod you're going to buy him lunch. <laughs> with the fucking money I just saved you, because I'm not gonna write you a ticket because you're that stupid. and I want to go home.
0: Pause. Relationships important, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Rod Wickham. He ding, says, ding, he ding. Goes, I went to high school with Rod Wickham. <laughs> Tell Rod you owe him lunch.
2: <laughs> and that's so literally. I pull too, in and I'm like, you said, uh, uh, "Rod, I'm gonna
1: yeah, I'm just gonna have to buy you a car yeah. because you just saved me." He literally goes, "Go go in, fix your tail lights, get your light, your registration good." And don't speed through construction zones. Have <laughs> a good day. I'm gonna go see my family. And I was like, God damn it, It's dead straight. That's yeah, crazy shit. I yeah. knew you were dumb, but not that dumb. Yeah. Where were we going? Was this this episode we were talking about getting pulled over? Was this the episode? No, no different. No, no. <laughs> no,
0: but did you see how we worked that background to relationships?
3: Yeah, relationships. Exactly. Made a new friend. Very well.
2: Yeah, yeah. very well done. Thank You're you. a real pro. Connection. Absolutely connection. And everything's consistent. You did such surface, a. You man. did such a good job. Hey. You didn't even have to, you
0: didn't
1: even have to point at me this time. That felt good. That felt really yeah. good. So,
2: my flushed
0: and my cheeks flushed because that I got almost a little, a little embarrassed. A little with all the applause, a little bit.
2: I will. I will say, as far as relationships goes, is is the full circle of continuous relationships and continuous yeah. business and the importance of that. And basically, you may never hear from that person for six, eight, 12 months, and all of a sudden you'll get an email from them saying, hey, Ty, I need a quote. I'm building a new home. Or I've got a project coming, you know, so on and so forth, you know. But, again, that person remembered you from six, eight, 12 months ago. Right. And they're reaching out to you again, you know. Or you may never hear from that one builder again, but you're going to hear from their customer, you know. Like, oh, yeah, I'm building from John Smith, blah, 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 you know. Like, oh, wow. Barely remember the the guy. The relationship...
0: it, it spawns all those little, I mean, the tentacles, if you want to call them. Oh, 100%. 100%. That. And, and that, those are the building blocks of your
2: reputation. Yes. And every
0: time you build a, that relationship, that builds a relationship, that builds a relationship, it all becomes, it's all cyclical.
2: Yes. Yes. Here's the great thing is, is, is the math behind the whole chaos, if you want to basically call it that, um, and it's good chaos, is basically having a good leader. And I say leader, not a manager, but a leader because a leader is one is going to be out in the front. He's going to support you. He's going to basically like, you know, just kind of direct, I guess you can, so to speak, or kind of coach, I'm quoting. Um, Air quotes. Air quotes. Air quotes. quotes, uh, Hashtag air quotes. Mm -hmm. Um, Because one, we are a team. We're a family. And it's not just like, you're going to do it this way. You're going to do it this way because I'm the manager. You know, it's like, no. What as a team are we going to do to be successful? What's your input, what's your input, what's your input? And we're all going to come together and be successful. So coming back to it and why we're successful, I feel is because we have a good leader and basically from the foundation, from Dan, from Joe, from Steve, just from all the originals and going from, you know, the originals to now and how we've evolved in our events to, you know, our sales and, and all that stuff, you know, it just basically it just all goes into one.
0: One of the things that you mentioned that I think, this is just my personal philosophy, <clears throat> those guys that start out as delivery guys, that work themselves up through a company,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think the potential of their leadership and understanding the minutia of what it takes at the ground level. Mm-hmm. So when you talk military type stuff, the, that Colin Powell, if you've ever read his book, It Worked For Me, it is a great book because he talks about, you got a general that came from Queens, He was not the smartest guy. He was not like the classic what you would consider officer. Mm -hmm. But the idea of learning stuff from the ground up as opposed to coming into something from, I don't know, like a a different level. I think that has so much power in creating a culture that builds trust within a team.
2: Oh, 100%. And you hit the, you just said it right there, trust. Yeah. I trust you because I know you're going to take care of me.
1: And I get it right i get it's it respect yeah, yeah. there's respect because yeah. you can do it right i right. mean that's that's one of those things like you, i mean we see it raising kids you know i mean it was i was on a job site yesterday in a fucking downpour with my kid and literally we're hauling out i mean i'm in the mud i got i got shit all over me and they're literally talking we're sitting there in there he's like who's you you know i'm a big i'm a big boy i'm old i'm gray okay How's these kids are 16 I'm running around this scaffold doing shit, and handling there like, and the one kid's like, "Your dad's getting up there and getting around, man. He's really moving, you know." And they're like, "Yeah, no shit. This is what I could guess what before you learned how to do this, I had I did this. This is what I do. Like I'm teaching you now. This wasn't, you know, I didn't just boop just figure out how to do this. Like I did the shit right. And so, you know, seeing me covered in concrete and doing the the actual work that I'm asking them to do was a little different than some of the things they see me do, which is being a dad, which is like, hey. Yeah, I don't have to do that shit anymore because I had you, okay? (laughs) So guess what? You go pick up dog shit. I don't have to pick up dog shit. I know how to but I'm not going to do it, right? So there's a different avenue. But there was a whole different feeling yesterday with my son because it was like he's like, oh, man, because we had to hustle. We showed up. It was our own fault, showed up a little late, pump truck was early, blah, blah, blah. But we, ju- we had to f- jump into action, and it was quick. And it no, was no, no, boom, no, no, boom, 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 boom. I mean, we had to go, go, go. And it was raining, and it was sucked. And it was cold. And and uh, and for him to just like kind of see that was a, diff- a different feel. And I think that's where we see, and we talked about it with Buzz and the military thing. And we said, you know, it's a whole different deal when you have – you know, you can't get by with that in the middle. I mean, I'm sure there's some. I mean, cause he mentioned he had one guy. He says, eh, there was one guy. It was like somehow slipped through the cracks like people felt sorry That's for the They end up in admin roles. Right, yeah. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you find that guy, right? But he's like, for the most part, your, your bosses, your commanders, your people, you know if, if the shit hits a fan you know, they grab a fucking gun and they're right there with you fight. Right. And that's a huge thing. And I talk about books, my favorite book so far that I've read sales wise is extreme ownership. And, and, uh, it's, you know, two Navy seals and they basically talk about military training and how you use that in business. And the whole idea is basically like, you got to trust your, you you, got to know that the guy asking you to go in and kick that door in and fight that fight will sometimes does and has done that too and and there's there's just that belief where i think mm-hmm. in business and it's funny because i've been holding this i'm like oh i just thought of something because <gasps> i had a real oh, life thing ah. happen. uh literally one of the companies that i've dealt with in the past that that sells my product uh made kind of an organizational change and this guy took over and i had to go to lunch with him about a month ago and this guy it was uh comical it was it was extremely it was funny to listen to how amazing this guy was like it was amazing how amazing he was i couldn't i honestly couldn't <laughs> believe it unless i was hearing it right from his mouth right from straight from his mouth right he at that was time. like i mean literally this company did not know what to do with him because he was so good he was the best of all time he was like he made you just had to ask him he, he made him. donald trump look pretty modest like not wow. like Donald wow. Trump's really shy and modest compared we to this went guy. There, huh? He literally, <laughs> uh, and I like, I, I like, I like Uncle Donnie, but I'm just saying this guy, like he's like he's huge. It's he's the best he's ever. Tremendous. It's the biggest thing i have ever seen, right? Like <laughs> this guy, literally, is like, yeah, it's amazing. Like, like they got me here, and now I'm, I you know, and they're just like, we don't even know what to do with you because you know so much and you're so it's so amazing. And then one of the comments he made was, he says, yeah, when when I took over this position, I walked in and I told those sales guys. You this is what you do and I do me I do this and you don't worry about what I do. I I tell you what to do. That guy's fired.
0: <laughs> sure that went over really I well. got
1: I got a phone call not too you know, a few days ago or a week ago or whatever. They're like, uh oh, you're not gonna deal with that guy anymore. I go, why not? Uh he's no longer with us. No shit. He got promoted That's to God. Crazy. Promoted to customer. Yeah, <laughs> I love that <laughs> saying. By the way, promoted. <laughs> you to just customer. got a promotion to customer. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations. I literally laughed my ass off because I'm like, he just said like how he's like my management style is a little bit different. You know, people say that you got to jump in the in the trenches with these guys. Bullshit. I don't. And and I I wish I could get into more detail. I'm gonna stay away from it. But like he literally was saying like I I, I yeah I've never done this thing that I'm telling them to do. Right. That's not the point. I'm the fucking boss. Right. And I, I tell you to go do what you do this and I'll garden. do what I do. You do what you do. That shit doesn't work, bro. Like you have nope. to be able to know that like you, I mean, we all deal with people. We've dealt with people, you know, sales managers that don't know how to sell. Right. Like you, you take sales managers out on sales calls <laughs> with you and they're like, don't know how to sell people, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is embarrassing."
2: <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got a quick story on that. Just basically, in a, a, a leadership, and this is why I take that because one, it, it makes me motivated. Because as a leader versus a manager, if you're a leader, one, you've more likely have done it before. Two, you're good at it. So I'm gonna trust you, and I'm gonna follow you. You know, I mean, straight into as far as military, kick that door open. I've, you know, I've got your back. I'm going to, you know, trust me, you know, as far as that. Anyways, point being is, is, uh, prior to this company, I worked for Safe Flight for about five years. My, um, Bless you. my, um, uh, <laughs> I hope that's not coronavirus. <laughs> Holy oh, <my> shit. <laughs>
1: oh, that sounded real Corona. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: That was real <laughs> thick.
1: <laughs> uh, Aubrey will be a future uh, guest if she's still if she alive. <laughs> if, she sur- <laughs> if she survives the Rona. <laughs> if we all survive now because we're trapped in a 10 by 10 room with the Rona. Dang it. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, b- oh, man. before she sneezed Rona all over you.
2: <laughs> um. So, so my interview, and um, I'm in there. I've got, you know. Two people, you know, in there asking me questions. And then the district manager comes in. Uh, his name's Dave. Um, great guy. David Ross. And I looked up to him because he was also, again, the same person. He was in the warehouse, you know, doing the whole thing. So right. he worked all the way up. Anyways, um everybody always asks this question as far as an interviews, like, where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself in five years with this company? And everybody says the same thing. And that is,
0: want to be the boss. Exactly. I
2: want to be a manager.
0: I'm
1: going to be in your job. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody actually said Motherf- that. Oh, wait. no. <laughs> sorry. That's too, too bold. <laughs> sorry.
2: Apparently you guys can talk. about. Am that, I a baby. customer now? Aggressive. <laughs> we need to talk about some promotion. You just got, you just got hired as yeah, a customer. As a customer. Um, Well, basically my answer was, is, is, well, one, I see myself being probably the top, you know, five, you know, um, uh, installer technician. I see myself being like in the top five, basically because, uh, one, I need to be good at what I do first to be able to move on to the next, you know, um, I can't, I can't be a manager. I can't be, you know, a supervisor, whatever, until I learn, the job itself. Proficiency, baby. Exactly. Hey. Proficiency. I got to be good at what I do first before you move up. To this day, um, he actually still talks about that interview. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I was a supervisor for um, <laughs> um, Safe Flight in Portland uh, for almost two years. And I did multiple interviews. And I actually asked that question. And yeah. I got the same Yes, answered like, oh, I see myself in a year. Do you know how long those guys lasted for? Yeah. Uh, right after training, which is three months long, uh, they lasted about thirty days. Yeah, yeah.
1: you guys have yeah. like what's your bets on that? What's your biggest <laughs> weakness? <laughs> I'm oh, too awesome. I work too hard. Yeah.
2: No, no, no. The best is is honest. I really actually I'm, can't think I'm of any right honest, now. Honestly, I can't. I can't think of any right now. I honestly, don't know what my weakness is. I don't are. know like, which which it is if I'm
1: too honest or if I work too hard, but I. I just, I'm honestly work too hard. I guess I don't. Know. I actually, That's in probably... an interview,
0: said, well, "I actually talk a lot.
1: <laughs> I, I steal shit, uh, and I have a raging heroin problem. <laughs> but other than that, I see myself in your position in five months. <laughs> Make that three. <clears throat> What's your address? <laughs> I know what car you drove here. How about that, I could throw that one out there.
2: But, but basically the point basically is, is what you kind of, you know, coming back to what you said is, 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 you know, starting from the bottom, knowing what that takes, where that is, and being able to experience that to know, as far as being able to lead that, that next person that's going to take that position as you go up, you know, so on and so forth. Um, And then as it grows and evolves, you know, as, as a team, the salespeople, um, you know, uh, Carrie Anderson's, uh, position, she's, I call her marketing, um, you know event coordinator um, but she's got a very cool title what's it called again client experience director boom like there that. it is right chief right.
1: executive clients experience director <laughs> of marketing <laughs> and sales global she's gonna need a bigger fucking card yeah I was gonna gonna need, say. her cards are three by five yeah, the
2: poster card <laughs> Boom! Yeah, like that. Yep, it's
1: like a whole post-it note thing, just of cards. There you go. That's what my idea. what's what. So I, I
0: wanted to. I wanted to ask you a question. When you guys are having the meeting, going over your marketing stuff, and I, I alluded to this earlier, there is a commitment to investing in people. Number mm-hmm. one, but in the process of building those relationships, you guys are building a playground every time you guys do one of these big events, recognizing the value of all of those. Interactions that are organic, really, yep. the inter- the organic interactions that happen, but that's expensive, right? It is. It it doesn't just happen, and the amount of planning that goes into all that stuff, I, I think that for for what I do at at a marketing and advertising company, we put a lot of time into the strategy of of our campaigns, and that the strategy ties to the creative, and all those things have to to, to tie. But talk a little bit about The overarching philosophy that you guys have about the value of of that.
3: I think we've unraveled our entire marketing plan tonight, if you haven't really realized. But it's it's getting us in front of customers and then getting our customers in front of future customers, right? Right. That's what it comes down to. That's the organic nature of it. So... yeah, I mean, I, I could probably talk for an hour on this easily. Well, you have to because you haven't <laughs> talked enough. So
1: we're actually going to – we're all going to head over next door yep, to we'll the bar. We're going <laughs> to head to Jaker's. Go you've grab got, another
3: Magnum. We'll be good. Yeah, yeah you've, got,
1: you've got 30 minutes of talking to catch up with the rest of us. So go ahead, John. We'll uh, we'll see you in 30 minutes.
3: You got it. My cup's empty, by the way.
0: Just <laughs> right, yeah. quick. Ding, ding,
1: ding, ding. Ring the uh, little bell. Yeah. Ladies. She just oh, I just got at like, yeah, just like, how about I? Heather nicely <laughs> giggled. Ari raised her eyebrows like, "I'll cut you." Yeah, fuck with me, <laughs> <laughs> fuck with me, and find out. Oh, that's gonna be a good. That's episode. the
0: last time we ever saw Trevor Brown.
1: Uh, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> You've been promoted. Anyway, to... Anyway, sorry, well, back to, not the Yeah. <laughs>
3: What were we talking about? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah something to do with marketing. So I'll just yeah. ramble
1: for a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, we've unraveled the whole marketing deal. This is what so you guys do. This sure. is
0: the intentionality yep. of, of building, and a I, a I, I talk marketing. about it. You're building a playground where people will interact with one another. You create a fantastic environment for making memories. So I'm a big nerd about, um, I read this one time. They will forget all of the little things. They will never forget how you made them feel.
3: You're exactly right. Go. 100%, 100%. And that's what all of our events are about. Even the small ones. It's a matter of getting one or two of our, our good customers there. For instance, Heather, Trevor. Let's get them there. And then those that are prospect customers or don't do business with, but know us, mm-hmm. they're going to feed off of that. And it's going to slowly, I mean, they'll internalize it, right? Right. And they'll understand what that aha moment was for them. And then eventually they'll have that aha moment. And that's, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. It's it's really not any more complicated than that. And it's scalable. It is. (laughs) That's the beauty of it. It is, 100%. And so in all of our events, I mean, really it comes down to, it's very basic, right? It's a matter of us forecasting what have we done in the the past that's worked? Mm -hmm. What do we change now, maybe with this whole, you know, society the change in society and how we're yeah. interacting the we've, pivot we've reforecasted our entire summer event because of that right but whatever that looks like it's a matter of laying that out how do we attract the customers and how do we get them to still maintain that relationship that we want and hopefully they want that's the ultimate goal get them in front of the customers and it's ultimately a matter of the salesman buying in you know there there's certainly some some things that i want to do as a company we want to lean towards just because it's it's natural for us that we've done it. You know, it's proven mm-hmm. to be correct and right and generated results. But it's ultimately up to each one of these guys. And that's the question at the, at the end of every single topic we have is, are you in? Well, and you know, if,
0: you hire, if you hire well, they're going to know. And they're going to give you good feedback. You're going to listen to it. And that, again, it goes back to the culture of what you've built. They know that you'll listen. Because if you're not listening and you're doing the same event again and again and again and again, <coughs> not naming any right. other names, they'll... there's opportunity to make it better if you listen. For sure.
3: And that's where I want their input because I'm hoping they're getting input from customers like you, right? 100% that's how it works. Um, But I I mean, going back to hiring, right? I think when you asked Tyler, this first question was the culture. It started before that because we found him because of our culture.
1: Right. 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 Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, it's the same process as finding a new customer. It's all about that secondary tertiary relationship and how that brings them in. It's a tertiary. Yeah. Love that
0: word.
1: You like that an aggregator? Yeah, aggregator, tertiary aggregator. It's tertiary the fine aggregator. wine. Wow, it's the yeah. Wine. <laughs> I'm kidding. A magnum will make you use big words.
2: Yeah. I will. I will say. I will add to. I will add to what John's saying is. Is when we are in our marketing meetings, um, is is building it up, of you know whether it's our Christmas party, anniversary party, whether it's a barbecue event, is is building it up and and getting excited about it. You know, one are we sold on it? which we all should be, that's just a given. Cause I mean, we're part of the, you know, the team, but it's, it's more of on a sense. And my, my eyes is uh passion. You know, if you're truly passionate about this and you're truly, you know, like, you know, into it, you should be totally on board and thinking already thinking like, as far as ideas, like, okay, who do I want to invite? Like, um, who have I talked to that aren't buying from me? You know, so on and so forth, you know, things like that, just really kind of getting excited about it really. Right absolutely yeah if you think about our our party
3: this year so we've gotten to where we've we've narrowed it down to two different themes if you will and the themes start with interest from these guys are they going to want to go out and talk about it that's Mm got to be the first step second one is are you going to be interested as the customer yeah and so on and so on so as you you scale that down that's how the interest starts but that's not i mean that gets them in the door but the ultimate goal is to have you relating to other customers and that's it's almost mind-boggling to some people. Why would you want one builder talking to another builder? You know, are they going to share secrets or whatever? No, I want industry, you know, cross-pollination here. That's yep. what makes us yep. strong because I want to know all of their information. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to share information because I want to make – I want to raise the – you know, just raise the bar, the bar for the entire industry. What are we doing – you know, whether it's colors, whether it's product, whether it's something new, you all sharpen what, each other, going? man, for sure.
1: Yeah. Dude, Everybody yeah, gets steel better. Steel with steel. It's like you mentioned Charlie, right? Never would have met the guy if I hadn't hung out with you and hung out in Mountland and met Charlie. Guess what? Charlie's sitting here talking to us about doing ICF building. You know, he's talking to Heather about the numbers on building with insulated concrete forms and changing how he does construction yep. because of a relationship, because we are like-minded people. We go back to the same thing. We've had the first day one that I met, Aubrey, we talked about you who you surround yourself with, right? It's surrounding yourself with good people. It's yep. making sure that, that you are who you are, the average of the sum of the five people. That is legit, right? I don't care what you say. That is legit. And when we you know when you do business at a company like Mountainland you go and you're surrounding yourself with other builders that you know know how to judge a good supplier right so you know when you walk in the door that you're legit same type of person right yeah. i don't i don't go to the you know to the box store and hang out there to meet the builders that buy their shit there because I don't want to be the average sum of those guys, right? I want to work with the people that buy from the companies that, that know their shit because I'm like, oh, okay, we're the same type of people. We're the same type of builder. And it's paid off because Charlie talks to us about stuff. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah, I want to hear about how you do yours because he trusts us because he trusts you guys. Yep. And the same thing, we trust him because we trust you guys. Right, so, sure. like, right. that's, a, that's a huge, huge deal. Like, I mean, that's that's the relationship that, I that, I mean, it's – You say relationship a lot, but what it comes down to is trust. Like relationships breed trust, and the trust is that you know what I know this. I know these people. I have a good relationship with them, and I know them. And and you know, you talk about even just referring other people to people. We get people all the time. That like, I mean, fuck with social media now. Anyone know where we can do that? You know, I mean, look at ding 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 ding. Shout out to one of our our uh, fellow GF wires, Nick McCandy.
2: Yeah, Nick,
1: my fuzzy little huggy guy. I'd love to <laughs> hug that guy. I still want
2: to race you. He here, is a guy you want to hug. Oh, like, he man, is. He's a like, he loves it. Me, let me give and you a hug. He man. loves
1: it. He listens to the <laughs> so, show. He loves my hugs. Don't oh, worry, buddy. A I'll little, hug f- you. Yeah. A little funny thing, thing about Nick. I want to. a sidebar
0: just a little bit, and this will. This will. I'll tie it back in. I promise. good. Because he has so, got
1: a kick ass stove. He's super jacked about.
0: So, I love Nick. So Nick, I I didn't know Nick other other than Gfy. There was a moment where he and I found a concentric circle, classic Mustangs.
2: Oh, now you're nice. speaking my language. right?
0: So I, I'm a Mustang guy. I've been a Mustang guy. My first car was a Mustang when I was 15. I still own it. My dad has a Mustang that he bought, original, still owns it. Are you a Mustang guy?
2: It's kind of funny. Um, no, but I love classic cars. Okay, so he. The, <laughs> so I,
0: I told Nick this story, and, and he, we had to call a doctor because it was more than four hours, if you know what I mean. GT 500KR convertible okay is what my dad owns. He is the original owner, it's unrestored. That car doesn't exist. It's insane.
2: Well, it's crazy. That car should be like destroyed, right? Like don't they do no, that? Like no, no, it
0: it like that car doesn't exist. An unrestored original owner vehicle like that is crazy. Anyway, we start talking about Mustangs right. and start to, that's a conversation, right? The point of what you guys do is you start conversations. So this is one of the things that I used to talk to clients about all the time. If you are not part of the conversation, so I would I would talk about writing and how you smartly write something. If I write something that says, hey, let's go grab a sandwich for lunch, I have restricted the geography of where we're gonna go because it's lunch. I've restricted what we're gonna get. We're not getting pizza because we're gonna get a sandwich. I've restricted a whole bunch of things by a simple sentence of what I've written rather than saying, hey, let's go grab something to eat, mm-hmm. right? That's super, super broad. But if I, in marketing, if I restrict things, I may not be part of a conversation. If you're not part of the conversation, you run a 100% chance of not getting picked. Right? You have to be part of the conversation. The beauty of what you guys do is you guys start a conversation You have expertise on one end of it that is there to consult, but you have real-life stories of like, dude, here's what I love about it. I'm not selling you anything. I'm telling you my experience. My experience is X. I'm not making any money. I'm just take, telling
1: you. Take about my it. information. Make your own decision. Yeah, that's why that's I tell it. people. All and that—that's that, that what a good salesperson does. The Here's Close. information, well, right? Well, take it comes. To, it comes
2: basically to this, like you, what, what you just said. I mean, you know, and I do that on a daily basis, multiple times a day. And I call it, and I'm air quoting again, pimping air myself quote. out.
0: Right.
2: I literally do that on like days where I'm like caught up with my work, everything there, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do some prospecting. I'm going to send some emails out. I literally. Do exactly just that. Hey, how you doing? Starting a conversation. Exactly. Starting yeah. a conversation, all that stuff. Uh perfect example is I met Heather actually at one of our events. Um through actually um um Shelby. Overhead guy? Tracy. thank you. Yeah, Shelby, you know, Samsonite. Tracy Dixon, right? Tracy Dixon. <laughs> Samsonite. I was way off. Uh um, <laughs> loudest guy in the room. Tracy oh, Dixon. Oh, you can't miss him. <laughs> At all does He's not need awesome. a microphone. If we had Tracy,
1: <laughs> if we ever have Tracy on this podcast, he does not get a microphone. He will just yell from the background. It.
2: Great guy, but he actually in an event um, was just actually just you know, hey Ty, as he does, you know, as yeah. he said, uh, you know, basically literally over an entire crowd calls me out and says, "Come here." You know, comes over and literally just pushes me in front of Heather and just introduce. We literally just had a conversation. Like, Heather and I just talked and just, like, kind of got to know each other, this and that. It wasn't like, oh, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I'm Tyler. Yep. Are are looking for some appliances. Okay, cool. No. It was nothing that of whatsoever. It was just all of a conversation, just getting to know each other. Know each other. And whenever we're prospecting, going out in front of these builders, you know, trying to meet new people, designers, whatever... It's just a conversation. We're just trying to actually literally get to know who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do. When I send my, when I, when I do emails, I just want to get to know you. And I literally say that. I just want to, I would love to get to know you more, know about, you know, more about your company, you know, so on and so forth. I'm basically either reaching out to the owner themselves or their their right-hand person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The gatekeeper. The gate. Yeah, good word. Yes. Gatekeepers. God, those are... Yes, those are fun people, right, John? Absolutely. Oh man. Love they them. don't Will you, stop you writing your tracks. And that's <laughs> but that's
1: that's the thing. You have got to I mean, that's a good sales guy who knows the difference between them and knows that they're not, you know, that's mm-hmm. who you're talking to the right guy, right? Like making yep. sure that you know that. But the biggest part is that you you have to understand that that shit is so transparent. And I mean, and that's why I think you guys do the best. is like you're, it's it's not like it, it doesn't. I mean, it's so easy to see when companies are just trying to fucking sell you something. I mean, it's super, super easy. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. We know how it goes. Um, I'm sure we'll get into this with Aubrey when we get into it with real estate and different things like all, all the stuff you're doing. Like literally, it's really easy to sniff out fakes. Right? Mm-hmm. They're not trying to help you. They're just trying to make money. And I think that's probably the biggest thing. And I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm guessing, I, and this is completely out of my own brain, but I'm picturing just from hanging out with Dan and, and hanging out at your guys' events, I don't picture Dan as he's a smart business guy. I'm No no disrespect, Dan. I'm not saying you're not a smart guy. I don't picture him as a guy that's like, hey, as soon as the th- event's over, what's the ROI? How many people came? What do we sell next month? What was this? Like I want to know if we had a spike, right? I doubt he does that, okay? And I know probably from an operations standpoint you want to tell him that, but I think that there's a point where – Actually, you, we're
2: as me, us salespeople, we're the ones doing. Probably, that. Like, right? How many people showed up, man? That was so awesome! Like, are we oh going sell God. a bunch of stuff? Like, <laughs> like, but I never get the feeling.
1: And I go to these events, man. I go to a lot of these events, and I've been in these events. I've been the guy paying for the event. I've been the customer at the event. I've been in a lot of these events. I never get the feeling when I am at that event that I'm being fleeced for something, right? I never feel like you guys are like, well, if you're here, you now have to buy shit from me. (laughs) I never get that feeling. I mean, obviously, from my sales guy to the general manager to the owner of the company, I never get a feeling there's never been brought up. We redesigned our entire kitchen without anyone asking us to. We had appliances for my kitchen. It was done. We already bought them from you. Mm Tyler sold us two sets of appliances. That's I how fucking, that. that's how that's fucking good guy. this guy that's is. That's the guy. How John, good is Why didn't you sell them three? <laughs> how, <laughs> how good a sales guy is he? Well, this is I have what I mean. one, uh let me tell you how good he is. I have one fucking kitchen and I have two sets of appliances. So uh, they're pretty fucking good. I but literally, like, I never we went, you know, we we go to this event, they take care of us, they do all this shit. And I never once did they walk up and did Dan wrap his arm around my neck and be like, "Ah, oh, good trip, huh? You have fun. <laughs> Maybe you should buy shit." Like that never happened, right? But I feel like no. people do that. I feel like they do that. I feel like honestly, there's in an some obligation, cases, there's, right? a, there's a there's kind of a yeah, an obligation or like they they just like it's a, it's almost accepted. Like oh, there's a guilt. Like ah, oh, God, I, I I came to this dinner and I ate here and it was really good and they. They had a good party, and I feel like I should probably buy something from them next week, right? There's a, you know, that's on me if I have that feeling, right? It's not up to them to make me feel like that. Sometimes I've been at events where they're like, "All right, I, I'm. This is no shit." I have literally had someone say, "Well, that was a pretty good party, wasn't it?" So uh, remember, we got to sell a lot of shit to pay for this party. So uh, give <laughs> me some POs next week, huh? Like literally, like I mean. It's they happen. So the feeling I get, you know, coming off of your guys, and, and this goes back to the culture of the company. I mean, I never feel like at any point in time does you know do you? I feel like you guys give with no expect no expectations. The wine's kicking in. Focus, focus. We, we no our- expectations of giving getting <laughs> getting it back. You guys are literally like give give give. It'll naturally make its way back to us, and right. that's that's probably what makes you guys different than a, a lot of suppliers in this industry. So this sure. is
0: something that my my boss was talking about, and this is a perfect illustration of it. Short dollar versus the long dollar. The idea of getting an immediate return versus the slow build that will be the long dollar, but you're not just getting a sale, you're developing that relationship. Courting. Yeah, yeah. The value of that is exponentially greater.
3: It is. You hit the nail in the head of what we do, right? We we certainly sell some retail. We sell walk-in customers. We we get quite a bit. I mean, we have, biasly, my opinion is one of the best showrooms in the state for sure. So we get a lot of guys looking in, coming in, looking for everything. Mm. But it all starts really with our foundational principle of what we're going after, and that's the construction business. So it's it's a contract business, whether it's remodel or new construction, and that's where we excel because of that relationship. So when you come in, I, I genuinely appreciate that comment because that's. I do not want anybody walking out saying, "Well, I'm obligated to buy something or come back." Yeah. It, I want you I want you obligated to say hi to me when you see me at Albertsons or somewhere right. else, right? That's the relationship <laughs> I want. <laughs> at Walmart, and, and it all starts there. That's I mean, that's the foundational principle and ultimately it's a matter of if I can help you excel your business. You know, hopefully it's through me, but one way or another if I can help you make your business stronger, Take your product to the next level. That helps you. It helps me. It helps the entire industry. If the industry succeeds, Symbiotic, succeed. baby. Yeah.
0: It's another big yep. word for you. God damn. We're just I'm, on I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Woo! Give us some more wine. Wow.
1: <laughs> well, boys, uh, we've, we've, cre- we've crested over an hour now. We're and we've used an some big words. We used we've said culture 752 words. times. We did say it a lot. We said a relationship a shit ton of times. <laughs> Uh, but it's all you I know what Fuck a few times
0: it is the reminders though of what the core principles are of success and it, at the end okay. of the day man it's knowing people for sure it's,
1: people. It, mm. it's it's all about relationship it really is it is it's and i'm telling you and yeah it, i go back to that circle man it's who you do business with. and it, it, it's not we i preach the whole like who your friends are right your top friend who your friends who you hang out with but it's you hang out with people you work with. You spend a lot of fucking time at work, man. Yes, you do. So your customers, like I mean, and that we go. We've been in this a lot with my. You know, I've talked about my part. My customers are my partners, and I am a customer to people. The the suppliers, and they're my partners. Yeah. We're all partners in this. Like we yeah. only we only do well if we sell <laughs> shit, right? Like I mean, was, like we all have to sell stuff, and it's like we all have to help each other. So we're all trying to make ourselves better. When you get one cog in there that's not trying to help make it feel better and not trying, that's just looking for themselves, fucks the whole thing up. Yeah. So I think really when we, you know, we talk about the relationships, we talk about who you surround yourself with. It's, it's bigger than just your friend circle. It's bigger than just your, you know, it's, it's who you do business with and it's your suppliers. And, and unfortunately I don't think enough suppliers see that. Obviously mountain land does. Um, They've done an amazing job of it for a lot of years and, you know, kudos to them. I, it's like I said, it's something to be admired by anybody that's uh, in the business, you could do your research on these guys because if you're if you're not doing it like they're doing it, you're doing it wrong. So, um, well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate yeah, that. I I mean it's it's good, guys, and I mean everything you're doing obviously is is dead on. Uh, keep doing what you're doing,
0: and I can't wait for my invite. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: you, you, yeah, this that's, is that's, this is this something. is where John walks that's over, and puts his dimming. arm around you, and says, yeah. uh, "You need to buy some appliances." No so. expectation
3: whatsoever.
0: As
1: your yeah. kitchen no pal, uh, yeah, that whole thing he said about expectations. <laughs> uh,
2: Dan might might come up to you, but yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: They're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Does he buy shit or what does he do? He He just laughs a lot. He's been in the photo booth for like fucking (laughs) hours. That is on brand. Yes, sir. (laughs)
2: So, so just to kind of, just to kind of tie everything together, basically what it is, is, you know, we work hard, but we also play hard. And what it comes down to is just having fun in what we do and just, we're all trying to help each other out. Really. Dude, it's, life it's is short, man. Is, it, we say if Seriously. you're not having
1: fun in what you do and you don't like who you work with and what you do for a living and how you hang out, fuck off. You should all. promote yeah. yourself. Exactly. We got you middle, fingers in the, the middle fingers, fingers in the air. Middle fingers in the air. <laughs> I I, 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 I believe it, man. Do shit you love. It's on my wall in my house every morning, and it, it's something that you have to do and, and hang out with the people you like, man. Do business with people you like. Um, that's I like everybody in this room except for Jody, so it's like I, I can feel that... Yeah. It's uh.
0: <laughs> well, hold on a second. Wait, that's
1: my name. Oh wait a
2: minute. <laughs> Which Jody are we talking about here? So, uh, oh.
1: yeah, but I mean, literally, guys, it, your guys are uh, you're all awesome. You're all friends, and and that's why we're doing this together. So I appreciate you guys all showing up. Um, I think we can go ahead and wrap her up. At Hit this it, point. baby. Yeah. Bring it out. You have 40 seconds. It was a good time
2: though. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: it Ca- was. The countdown's on. It's so nice to see other companies do things right. And to see the energy that comes with that, the passion like you talked about.
1: So cool. I'm going to sing Kumbaya. If you, you guys so want to join If in? you're listening to this and you thought this was cool, wait till off, we get literally. Aubrey on here. It's going to get crazy. <laughs> yeah. This ain't shit. <laughs> Anyways, have a good one folks. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you and uh, we'll be back next time with maybe not as good look. Well, okay, Aubrey might be better looking, but uh it it will uh it will be pretty awesome, so. Thanks all.